Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to chat with you online or on social media. Visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. Hi, I'm Tara Rye. And I'm Jody Bailey. And today we're going to be looking at moments when we are challenged to trust God. Sometimes it seems like the circumstances surrounding us are just insurmountable. It, it's almost as if we're overwhelmed and we don't know what to do. But God is always available and wants his glory to be revealed. The goal is that we will believe and increase in our belief. And you had a story about that that I, we've talked about. I do. My mom and I are best friends. Uh, we are not the typical mother-daughter relationship. We talk on the phone almost daily. And often we talk about things that aren't important, just the daily routine. But then we also talk about things that are really important. And one morning I was coming out of my bathroom when my phone rang and it was my mom on the phone. And I could tell in her voice that something was very wrong. And I kind of stopped and paused so that I could listen because I could hear it in the tone of her voice. And then my mom said to me, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a very rare form. And the doctor has said that nobody, they have recorded, nobody has lived past five years. At that moment, I, I, I fell down on my knees and I just wailed like the most horrendous well you could possibly imagine. In fact, I think my, my throat hurt for days afterwards and I just started bawling. My mom is my best friend and I couldn't stop. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't. And finally she just said, Tara. And it was in that moment I heard very quietly in my heart, the voice of God whispered to me, you need to minister to her. You need to stop. And you need to pray. And I kind of inhaled, exhaled. And I'm like, okay, mom, I, I'm okay. I, I just needed to get it out. But now I can pray and let's pray. And then I just, I called on every character trait of God that I could think of that I knew about who he is and how he has worked amongst his people in history. And when I was done praying, my mom and I were able to then, you know, carry on our conversation and begin thinking through what are our next steps. And I wonder how often have you been in that kind of circumstance where you feel like you have been confronted with something and you don't know what you're going to do or how you're going to counter it. I learned at that time in my life, I was studying how to praise God. And in that season of study, I found that in the Bible, the people of God would focus on the character of God. And they may have a little blip that said something about what their need was, but the focus was to know him and give him glory. And you know, so often in the moment, we don't turn and look at his character. We look at our situation. We look at what's happening around us. But you, you remind me, your story reminds me of how, you know, when Lazarus passed away, Mary and Martha had to really rely on the character of God. You know, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. 
he got sick and they came to God, to Jesus. And they said, don't you want to come and, and look at him? And he said, no, this won't end in death. And he waited three more days before he went to see his friends who were, were suffering before he went back. And, and they kind of argued with him about going back because the last time he had been uh, in their town, he, they tried to stone him. Like the, the Jewish people had tried to stone him. So he went uh, in, in spite of that, because these were his friends. And this was an opportunity for him to show himself as, as in his glory. And he says to Martha, she comes out when she hears that he's coming. And, and she says, Lord, in verse 21 of John 11, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. So she right there is pointing to God's character. She, she's not looking necessarily at that moment at the physical. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She's the first woman, you know, to proclaim that. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God who has come into the world. So then she goes and gets Mary and Mary comes out to the tomb and Mary, Mary's is the same thing starts with what Martha said. You know, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. It's kind of accusatory in a way, but she doesn't take that step further that Martha took. Um, and Jesus, there's an interesting thing here where he, he weeps for them. You know, he weeps for for, for them, for the people around them, like maybe even for what's coming, because the whole of this situation is pointing to his death and resurrection, his power over death. And he tells them, in fact, to move the stone away. And I love Martha, who says, by this time, there's a bad odor for he's been in there three or four days. She's so incredibly practical all the time. Jesus said, did I not tell you in verse 40, that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And then he called Lazarus out, his power over death, foreshadowing his own rising again, and Lazarus walks out. What happened after, though, is kind of interesting because there's always a response to Christ. Some believed but some directly began to plan his death as a direct result of that moment. It, it, it's astounding what, when we're confronted with Jesus, the person, what it can draw out of us. And as I was looking at this passage in preparation, this time for the recording, I saw something I hadn't caught the first time we prepared oh boy. For this, Jody. I know. How fun is that? I love it. I love it too. So I noticed when um, it was time for Mary to come out, Martha said, Mary, come, the Lord is looking for you. And so I want to bring out the fact that in our pain, in our suffering, when he showed up, he went looking for the one he needed to talk to. And she wasn't there. And he sent Martha, go get her and tell her, come. And she said, Mary, come. The Lord is looking for you. So he's never not aware of what we're feeling. And I had not noticed that before, that he did seek her out. He didn't leave her 
sitting in the house. That brings me comfort. And, and I know that. And in the moment of when the phone call came about my mom, I, I knew that I had spiritual understanding to know that he cared about what was in me. But in that moment, my, my grief was deep. I just needed to wail. And once I got the wailing out, then I was able to do the drawing near and then over time to be able to minister to my mom. But the thing that this passage teaches us more than anything is that Jesus said he allowed this to happen for a reason. What was the reason he allowed this to happen? And we see those two reasons in the response to him. First of all, some people finally believed when they witnessed the resurrection, like him raising Lazarus, that he was the Christ, that he was (laughs) the Messiah. And then you had that second group. At some point, they had been after him for so long, but this was almost the catalyst leading directly to his uh, death on the cross because they begin to actively plot and plan. Caiaphas says it's better for one man to die than for the whole nation to perish immediately following this. So you have that those two responses to him that he knew were going to come if he waited and didn't heal Lazarus of sickness, but raised Lazarus from the dead which led to Mary and Martha having to suffer. With that, the belief, I noticed that when I was going through this, that there, the belief wasn't just for one individual. It just wasn't for Mary. It wasn't just for Martha. In verse 14, it talks about it was so the disciples would believe. And verse 25, he references and says, so that anyone may believe. And then it goes into 26, everyone may believe. And then 27, it says, and Martha declares her belief so that Martha would believe. And then it takes it on down to the crowd that's surrounding and the group that is mourning. It, it literally is so that anybody that is an eyewitness to what is occurring may believe in Jesus. It shows his, you know, we, we think of him as having, he had friends and it shows that he cared for the people closest to him, but he equally cares for those of us who are here today, who've never laid physical eyes on him, that we can trust in that. Um, I also love, there's this, he says the oddest thing uh, at one point when he's praying and he says, God, I know you hear me. You always hear me. And it's such an odd thing for Jesus to say, but it, I think he said it for us because sometimes when we get in that grief place and that hard place, it feels like our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling that we're in that impossible spot. And for Jesus to say, Hey, I know you always hear me out loud for us to hear it. It seems unusual for the Christ who is the son of God to say it. But I honestly think in that moment, that was one more thing he wanted us to know that we are always heard no matter how we feel. I love that. I love that we are always heard. And if you think about it, when he is doing that prayer, his prayer is very affirming. It's affirming to Mary and Martha and those that are surrounding him so that they can hear that he is acknowledging God, the father for hearing him. And if he does that for him, and when we're in grief, he says, Okay, go get Mary, bring her to me. I'm looking for her. 
that's to let us know that he sees us also in our grief. Do you see how he is showing them on many levels of how he is willing to be a partaker in what we're going through and to walk that journey with us? And that's a blessing that he gives us. And then the other thing that blows my mind is that he declares his identity. And he's saying, you know, to them, I knew that you would hear, and I know that you always hear me. And that this is for the benefit of all the people. He is showing them who he is and how God's at work in him and how God will be at work in us. And ultimately it is for the main purpose of, um, him showing the glory of the father the exact thing he came for. Exactly. You know, it's This is such a, you could almost pull the entire gospel in a nutshell out of this story. Uh, if you, if you really dig into it, there's so much more here than we see when we, when we first read it. Hmm. Have you ever had a time where you really thought the circumstances were insurmountable, Jody, and you didn't think you could get through? What was it that he revealed to you at that time that helped you? In the past year, my dad, he also had cancer and uh, had some very serious 14 hours worth of surgery. And because of COVID, it was left to me to take care of. We couldn't have other family members coming in and out of the house. And I am a squeamish person. (laughs) And I ended up doing a lot of medical things that on my own would have been impossible. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much time on my knees and, and I'm amazed at what God did to me and through me and to my dad and through my dad that he was able to show just like this. I know you always hear me. And so we were able to get up each day and walk through each day together. My dad and I doing things, neither one of us ever thought we would do, (laughs) but it was all because of Christ and it was all because of Jesus. And I will attribute that to him for the rest of my life. That's beautiful. But he's doing so well. He attributes everything to Jesus. And he will tell you that Jesus held his hand through that 14 hours of surgery, that he was very aware that he was there. And I love how you model for us the example that daily you were praying. It wasn't a one time I prayed and expected God to show up. It was daily. I was seeking him as I was doing stuff that was hard. It wasn't easy. Um, and the fact that I know the listeners can't see your face, but I can see your face and the belief that I see and how I can tell by how you are sharing the story that it increased your belief in him. Most definitely, because we don't always, our prayers are not always answered the way we want them to be answered, but it goes back to what the entire core of God here, everything will be for his glory if we let it. Thank you for listening. I hope our conversation deepened your understanding of God and helped you rest more fully in His grace so you can give Him glory and believe. If you haven't already done so, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. Make sure to share it on social media. We'd be super encouraged if you would rate it as well. That helps others to find it. Until next time, may you live with the courage of one who truly has been set free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens. 
and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time, to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.